Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, everyone. We're back as SDL is the second to last week before the Royal Rumble. Are you all excited? I'm certainly excited. It's going to be a good old time. Who knows what's going to happen? Well, I guess everyone can probably have a, a fair stab at what's going to have happen in the Royal Rumble, but no one can have a fair stab at what's happening this draft season as we're getting on. We're getting into the final weeks. It's myself, Jack Graham, hosting hosting the show. I'm joined by my, my co-host, David Talkney. Dave, how are we doing? Buenos dias. Estoy muy contento de estar aquí. It's all right, we're, we're, we're expanding Saturday Draft Live to Mexico City. I've been brushing up on my Spanish. Oh, oh lovely, lovely. Uh, well, uh, I, 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 I am not good with the, the, the lingo, unfortunately, but I'm, I'm glad you can reach over. Maybe you can do the full episode in, in Spanish, Dave. I'll tell you what, that, see how that goes. give me a couple of months or so to really brush up on it, and then, uh, then we'll talk. <laughs> but as always, you can listen to Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, that's that's where we are. We're, we're on it for our website, eat, sleep, suplex, retweet, uh, dot com, obviously, dot com. Uh, our Facebook page, uh, we've got a community group there, we've got our Twitter page, our YouTube page. Yeah, we're, we're all the place to so check us out and where we are joined with, with a guest, uh, no stranger to Saturday Draft Live, but a guest, a, a co-host, a mainstay. But he, he's back as a guest, guest today for this season. After winning the Western League last season, it's none other than David Campbell. How, how are we doing, David? history maker right the the david campbell as always is on top all right first man to win both the the main <laughs> draft and the listeners league no one else has done it that i acknowledge no one else has done it that i acknowledge that i acknowledge right i don't i have no respect for ryan douglish all right, I just want to make that very clear. It's nothing against him. I just don't respect him as a person. So I'm back today. All right, I am here. Daddy has returned to Saturday Draft Live and I'm ready to talk some scores. Let's go. It's a shame that uh, Ryan's top talker in it is, 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 is buggering up because I'm, I'm sure he would have a few... A few, a few choice words, a choice words to say to that. As I, I guess, I guess he's both crossed over the finish line. You know what I mean? It's just this, what what millisecond happened first. You know what I mean? That's 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 what goes on. But that's that's by the by. Maybe he's gonna have a conversation for that another day. But we we we, we go on, we go on to the, the our usual top three of the week. And Dave, it's after after given how how SmackDown went with all the different segments and whatnot. It's no surprise to see how the top three's going. We do have Usos number eight. They are a mainstay in the top three, and they are the number one overall pick. And they are certainly propping Ross up. They have eight points this week, ninety-one points overall. Again, they've just gone to show that Ross was an absolute, absolute bang on picking them first. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, it was a no-brainer picking the the Usos first. Ross obviously capitalising on that juggernaut strategy that got him the first uh, got him his first win, and. Yeah, the, the Usos have been running roughshod, not just with the appearances, you know, with the bloodline, but the fact that they're having multiple tag team title defenses over this period, that actually just boosts to their score, that plus the, the captaincy applied. So it seems to be all the, all the rage with the bloodline at the minute, just like last week, where it was all Judgment Day. So it's, it's full on 
faction faction warfare at the minute, especially you know when we've got just uh, this episode and next week uh, before the Royal Rumble. So it's it's crunch time for for a lot of people. And and David's got more question that I'll ask you right now. Mm. As as Stephen Wilson sex is two knows because Rhea Ripley also got eight points but isn't shown in the top three. That's, that's your captain, you know. That, that yeah, the the, the favourite to win the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, how how are you feeling right now with with that? Not 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 shown in the top three, but did get the eight points. Stephen Wilson, of course, is sexist. He is a terrible human being, and I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. We are Ripley, you know, in my drafting strategy this year, we knew that. I had to bring in the Honourable Robert fucking Shaw. Uh, I gave him my list. And the person right. top of that list was Rhea Ripley. She was the one that I wanted this season. She was my number one target and I got her. And you, the points tell the story. 46 points, third overall for the season, Jack. And I think, depending how the Rumble goes, because we know... We've got the Usos and Sami Zayn, they're on top. No, none of them are winning the Rumble, in my opinion. The Usos might drop one or both tag titles at or before the Rumble. We need to see. Rhea Ripley, I don't only think will win the Women's Royal Rumble. I think she'll have a juggernaut performance. I think she ends this season as the season's top scorer. Don't know if it'll be enough uh, to get me up there challenging but uh, at this point in time. But um, I think Rhea Ripley has been a phenomenal pick for me this season. I wouldn't rule it out just yet, Goat, because remember when I won in season three with Drew McIntyre, mm. uh, he scored 56 points alone from the Royal Rumble, where he, he lasted the longest, had the most eliminations, and ended up winning. And as a here's the other kicker, he didn't have the captaincy applied on him. You do have Rhea Ripley as your captain, right? I do have Rhea Ripley as my captain. And David, sure. you're telling me that I leave the Royal Rumble with an additional 112 points for Rhea Ripley. I, I would be flabbergasted, but I would also be very happy. <laughs> if that happened, you would skyrocket to the top of the table because no amount of distance between you and the top scorer, if Rhea Ripley were to win the Rumble with all those additional caveats ticked off, you would win for certain. Oh, we'll need to see. We'll need to see. Hopefully, hopefully that happens. Like I say, Rhea Ripley, a great, a great scorer this season. I do think going into Rumble to Mania season, it would be wise for someone else, potentially me. I don't know to draft Rhea Ripley in that first round again. I think she's going to be a mainstay at this point. Triple H clearly getting behind Rhea Ripley. And uh, well, well, Dave, I'll come back to you. Someone that that's been, everyone's been behind. Yeah, I guess. Well. <laughs> For the past three years, uh, Rowan Reigns, uh, ten points. Stevens captain, uh, going into the final week, I will say, and we can talk about this because he has confirmed that Stephen is changing his captain. Oh. He's going from Roman Reigns to another bloodline member. He's going to Solo Sokoa. So, Dave, talk about mm. the Reigns being in the, the the ten points this week and the change of captain. What's your what's your thoughts there? Hmm, I don't know. That's Quite a bold move, I must say, given that, I mean, albeit Solo Sokoa is currently fourth in the top 10 of the season with 45 points, just behind Rare Ripley. Taking it off Roman when he's got pretty much a guaranteed title defense at the Royal Rumble, I don't know. I think he's missing out on some big points there, and there's no guarantee Solo Sokoa is going to either uh, perform well in the Royal Rumble, let alone show up in it at all, so... I don't know. I think it's hit or miss, but assuming that Solo Sokoa is going to be in the Royal Rumble, I reckon I can see what Stephen's trying to do. 
But if that were me, I'd have just kept it on Roman and get the um, the much safer pay-per-view title defence points. What's, what's, what's your thought, thoughts, uh, Campbell? Uh, 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 bold and very risky, I would say, cards a change when you can think it's, it's near on a certainty that Reigns will beat Owens in some way. And that's a lot of captain's points to get the pay-per-view, and especially with the, how the table's kind of shaping up right now. Mm. Obviously, he's kind of heading his bets on a, a good performance for first four souls ago and the Rumble, maybe a couple of nations, maybe last in however long he can. But it's in the state of play that things are for him right now. It's very bold. Yeah, um, I know it's the arse end of January, but it must be a Christmas miracle because I think I just agreed with what David Hockney and Jack Graham said in Saturday Night <laughs> Live. Um, I, I also do think it's a strange decision. Look, we can talk about uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. If Stephen Wilson had the captaincy and solo Sokoa from the start, Stephen Wilson would be 45 points better at this point in time. The captaincy not applied at solo, he would jump over Rhea Ripley in that third spot for the season. Solo Sokoa, that's a great pick this season. That's beyond reproach, no one's saying that. But you've got to this point in time, and I think Stephen Wilson has been blinded by the rumble. He's been blinded by, Dave, what you just talked about there. The amount of points that are on offer, if you have the right person in the Rumble match. The problem is, Soskoa isn't the right person in the Rumble match. Steven's team, you look at it, Roman Reigns guaranteed that title win, like you say. The rest of them, there's not really a guaranteed standout Rumble performer in there. And this isn't a criticism of Steven. I think he wants to win the season and he's just going for a really bold strategy. But... It stinks of desperation to try and claim ahead um, of, of Ross at the top of the table there, I think. It's very, it's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. But for the for a man, uh, if we quickly take a look at Andy Mitchell's team, as, as, as I think we always do every week. Sam Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Lucha Bros, Mikel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Sami Zayn, as his captain, as as joint top with Roman Reigns at ten points. Now, I've not had any confirmation. I don't know if he's maybe going to message Stephen sooner or not. But what I thought, what I thought would happen here, that's an open question to both. I thought by this point, by the time the show be recorded, that that captain would be off Sami Zayn and putting Cody Rhodes. Mm. And as mm-hmm. it stands, it's not happened yet. Nope, not yet. He's shot he shot himself. Might listen to the show. He might not. He might do it tomorrow, as as you know, we can do it anytime before Raw. It's 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 is this a faux pas of Andy Mitchell not putting the camps in Cody Road for that final week? It will be. It will be if he doesn't put it on him. Um, I listened to Andy on with Scott last week, and he did acknowledge that he was going to change the captaincy, but now he's not sure because of the Rock rumours and the rumours that maybe Sammy himself might win the Rumble. He's got inside his own head, I think. And uh, the, the thing is, right, I don't want Andy Mitchell to win this draft as, as much as the next man. But when you look at the team he's got on paper, he has that Rumble power there. Raquel, Rodriguez and Liv Morgan have been built well to do something in the Women's Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn has had an absolute juggernaut season, like you say. But you need to go with the sensible thing when you're in the draft. Everyone's saying, all the dirt sheets have been saying for months and months and months, Cody Rhodes is going to come back and win the Royal Rumble. This week we hear the news, Rock might not be coming back because he doesn't know if he can get himself in ring shape. 
when you're in the draft, it's not enough sometimes to just watch the television. You need to pay attention to the discourse in the wider wrestling community. I think Andy Mitchell's got in his own head. If he doesn't put the cats in Cody Rhodes, it could cost him the season. What's your thoughts, Dave? I mean, I have to agree with the go. I think when you're in the Rumble, you know, you want to try and get as much points as you can. Cody Rhodes has been heavily advertised, not just on the dirt sheets, but recently on Raw, where... You know, he's actually announced his participation ahead of time, which has gone completely against what, you know, dirt sheets are predicting. You know, they thought Cody was going to be a surprise return, surprises mm. out the bag, because I think everybody anticipated it happening anyway. So why even set up and then have people say called it? You just know that Cody Rhodes is going to have a stellar performance in the Rumble, especially when he's advertised front and center on the graphic as well. Mm. So even still, like he doesn't necessarily have to win just as long as he puts in a marathon performance and gets a few eliminations under his belt, that's still a lot of points. And there's no guarantee that Sami Zayn has been announced for the Rumble yet either. So who's to say, you know, he might just be held back against the wishes of the fans. You know, they, they'll, have a, they'll have a fucking riot like they did with Daniel Bryan in 2014. And then that leads to the universal title match between him and Roman at Elimination Chamber in Montreal, which in itself actually makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, logically, putting the captaincy on Cody Rhodes seems like the most viable option for Andy at this point. It's, a, it's an interesting one, obviously. We, well, I will say he still does have time. As of mm. right now, I thought he would have said it earlier in the week because it's, uh, there's a near uncertainty. I don't know if he is caught in his own head, like, like Campbell was saying, but it's uh, he has time. Will I do it? I guess we'll find out next week on the on the final SDL of the season. But that's by the by. We've got to go and do our normal hang right now and talk about the the, the, the state of play, the tables as it stands. And unfortunately, our man that will be getting the wooden spoon this season, Gary Kernahan, retained us around <sighs> 51 points. Uh, it's, it's something that's been said you know, on every week. On paper, uh, such, a, such a good team. But it's just not worked for him this season. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's a shame... Things haven't gone his way. It's just it's just not worked out. You put that in any other season, that's a team that's in the top half potentially going to work out well business. That's unfortunately, yeah. Gary, it's not worked out this time round. It's, it's a shame, but we, 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 we move on. We move to David Hockney. Dave, you're returning. You're sitting second, Bolton West End Country Club in 83 points. Mm-hmm. Grant McRobbie above you in what the Fenaki in 86 points. Yourself, David Campbell, team GOAT on 90 points, or well, maybe not the return you've been hoping for, but, you know, as Royal Rumble, anything can happen. We are really, you know, could, could catapult your way up there. Who, who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about your team in a bit. We'll, we'll, we'll go on. We'll talk about your, your team after after we do our, our, our section in the Listeners League. We've got Ryan O'Gleish, party time with Regress Stance on 98 points. Scott McLeod, with says, a me, Daddy Draft on 110 points. Myself, the three-time kings of drafting on 120 points. Annie Mitchell Ryan's wardrobe in third position, 123 points. Stephen Wilson in second with Papa Trips on the state make 125 points, which makes you question the captaincy state change when he is so close to the top. It's it's, it's, it's a very bold play, but uh, Ross McLeod, he's been the main state at the top. Head of the riddle, 138 points. He's got that 13 point gap. He's got that Usos uh, title defence on Raw against Judgment Day. It looks like they don't have anything set up for the Rumble. Has Ross McLeod done enough to win this draft with the same strategy he had before of taking Big E all the way? And that's the reason why he won it. Has the Usos done enough for him to win it this season? No. No, they haven't. Yeah. 
he's already used his captaincy change as well. So even if he wanted to switch to Brombreaker or somebody else, it's he couldn't do it. He just he has no rumble power. Like Nicky might show up in the rumble, not going to do much. Bray Wyatt going to beat LA Knight, and then it's a toss up. Does Riddle show up in the rumble? <laughs> it's funny because his name. It's funny because his team name's Heddle the Riddle, and yet Matt Riddle's his lowest scorer on one yeah. point. Yeah, and like, listen, Ross has been unlucky with the fact that Riddle and Mandy Rose have um, buggered off for most of the season. But the Usos have been a great juggernaut pick. Don't get me wrong, but when you look at even if Andy doesn't put the captains in Cody Rhodes, and we're talking about how much of a mistake that might be. I think Andy's rumble points would probably maybe be enough to take him ahead of Ross anyway. So mm-hmm. we'll just need to see. I don't I don't think it's enough. Ross, I think, goes up there with one of the best people to ever draft from first, uh, to be honest. Like, well, fair play to him. You know what I mean? Like, he's actually taking advantage of that. Um, but I, something tells me it's not going to be enough for him. So we'll, we'll move on, Dave. You can tell us how the how how the week's listening down. How the week is looking down on listeners listeners corner and listeners league lane. Tell us what's happening. Oh damn it! I thought the goat would want to hijack it because he knows how I know how much he loves the the listeners league <laughs> at this point. But um, yeah, so fifth place we have Stuart with it wasn't Conrad's fault. One hundred seventy one points will be clearly as if he's not winning. So blame Conrad for that one. Uh, Matt Smith with Booty Woes, former winner of the listeners league in fourth place, one hundred seventy three points. Then we have Mike Nunn with the Sports Entertainers on 189 points, third place. We have Listeners League original Tom Brock, currently on second place with World Cup winners 2022, 207. Does somebody want to tell him that Argentina won the World Cup and not Holland? So let's uh, let's make that perfectly clear. Uh, but once again, top of the table this week, and he seems to be the, um, the, the top scorer all season long. It's Anthony Reynolds with top half dreaming on 215 points. So... Only an eight-point gap between him and Tom at the minute. So, but and you know, with Royal Rumble season, anything goes, everything can change on a dime. But we have three people who were joint top scorers for this week. We had Anthony Reynolds on twenty-three. We had Stuart on twenty-three. But also somebody who scored pretty well this week is Elliot Cantor, also on twenty-three points as well. So, but Anthony Reynolds' captaincy with the Usos is certainly what's keeping him afloat. Uh, just a note on Elliot Cantor's team as well. He also has the Usos as his captain. Uh, and from a WWE perspective, he has Kevin Owens. Uh, he has, uh, no, sorry, he has Seth Rollins, sorry, Tony Storm, Alexa Bliss, Karrion Cross, and the AEW world champion MJF. So the captaincy of the Uso is certainly proving very valuable for a lot of the listeners league, having been selected 10 times. But Finn Balor was actually the most selected person in the listeners league with 11 of the participants selecting him. But everybody... Gambling on the Usos, getting big scores and the captaincy applied. That's what's keeping Anthony top of the table. But, you know, as like I said, Raw Rumble changes everything. And it all comes down to who's picked probably the winner, I reckon. You say that, Dave, but this shows how stupid um, the listeners' league can be and why I managed to fucking win it in one season. Um, only two of them are picked Rhea Ripley. Come on, you fuck. How can two? <laughs> how can only two people in that league pick Rhea Ripley? But for some reason, like six of them decided Tony Storm would be a more valuable draft pick to them. Mm. Get to fuck six of them fought Baron Corbin. Who even drafted Baron? Oh, that was me. So. <laughs> <laughs> only one person picked Cody Rhodes as well. Colin oh. Blackburn. God, which is is, is mad. Like, is, has anybody not realised the Royal Rumble is this season? 
then no. again, we have you have five people picking Sami Zayn, which I suppose he's like the second favorite to win, assuming he is in the match. What can you do? Well, as oh. as time as as we always do, it's uh, David the Goat Camel. You're the guest. You're the guest yes. this week. Hope you enjoyed your enjoy our time as usual. As as we, as we have a guest on, so we talk about your team. We talk about how things are going. I'll, I'll run through how your how your team's looking right now. Rhea Ripley, your captain, in 46 points. Seth Rollins in 20 points. AJ Styles in 13 points. The Viking Raiders in 2 points. Shayna Baszler in 5 points. And Baron Corbin in 4 points. Mm. Obviously, things haven't worked out. In some respect, with your team, AJ Styles like breaking his ankle or whatever. The Viking Raiders, after having a, a, a very hot return, has been very lukewarm in the, in the rest of the season. Shayna Baszler's not really done much. Baron Corbin hasn't been around for a while but you've had very two very good performers Seth Rollins even though he's lost every US title match he's had in this <laughs> season he's still on 20 points and obviously Rhea Ripley the, your captain rumble favourite 46 points tell us tell us your thoughts on how you think your, your team's doing yeah. how you think it could be in the, coming up to the rumble yeah I think you can preempt too much before rumble night um, the story of the rumble season is written um, after the last person is thrown over the top rope. So uh, I'm hedging my bets a wee bit here. I'm but undeniably I'm disappointed by how the lower part of my team's performing. We've talked about Rhea Ripley till we're blowing the face. Not only should she be a good Rumble performer, she's got a lot of appearances coming out with all of the rest of the Judgment Day and picking up a couple of wins on her own as well. Seth Rollins, I think, has just been cornerstone of Monday Night Raw but if we talk about the Royal Rumble I think Seth Rollins will also have a good show in there I could maybe see a, a situation where Seth Rollins is the Iron Man of the men's Royal Rumble and then uh, wrestling has more than one Royal Family hits and fucking he gets tossed over the top rope by a returning Cody Rhodes potentially um, but so I'm not anticipating Seth Rollins winning the Royal Rumble at all but I could see maybe an Iron Man show and Styles was a big blow because I think the Styles Judgment Day feud was getting him on TV every week, getting him the occasional win, and it would have undeniably bolstered my team probably by around another six points so we've got to be looking at potentially. But the three at the bottom there are the biggest disappointments for me. And I do think it comes down to maybe a weakness of Triple H's booking sometimes that some people at the lower bit of the card sometimes are off TV for maybe two, three weeks at a time. Uh, Viking Raiders, like you said, Jack, really hot return. And then last night in SmackDown, they're losing to a non-tag team in a tag team title tournament in Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. I think that's something that we would have criticised Vince McMahon over. Um, so I'm, I'm fucking fuming uh, myself because <laughs> they're obviously on my team. Um, and it just makes the sort of tag team division, I think, look weak uh, when single guys can come in and beat established, meant to be dominant tag teams. Um, Baszler has been a victim, I think, of such a close association with Ronda, and then Ronda shockingly lost the title. Um, she has been announced for the Rumble match, has had really good performances in the Rumble in the past, a lot of eliminations, so I'm hoping the Submission Magician can maybe save our season somewhat inside the Rumble match. But the big disappointment for me is is Baron Corbin. The, the partnership with JBL was teased on TV. He came out and it looked as if he was going to go on a tear, why I drafted them a tier of like the lower tier um, of Monday Night Raw, like the, the the lower card, Akira Tozawa, people like that, and just start building them up again. But it just never happened. He, he fitted with Tozawa, then JBL hosts the poker match, 
And then suddenly he's losing in a, a United States Championship number one contender situation. It, it's, it really it baffles me how Corbin has just been completely forgotten about with all that sort of hype for this partnership with GBL. So overall, there is a lot of disappointment uh, in my team. But like I say, the story will be written on Rumble night and hopefully Rhea Ripley with an assist, a, a supporting role from Seth Rollins can be enough to maybe see me challenging somewhere up the top half of the table. So Dave, he's spoken about how he thinks he can maybe challenge for the, for the top spot, but I, I can obviously the disappointment spoke with the kind of bottom half, but you can see Shayna Baszler getting a couple of eliminations could could go a tear in some respects mm. in Rumble just because of the the pedigree our name brings, so to speak. Baron Corbin, you always expect Baron Corbin to get a couple of eliminations. Do you think, as you see it right now, does David Campbell stand a chance of challenging for that top spot? I think he does. You know, we know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, if Ray Ripley is going to be putting in the, the juggernaut performance of the Rumble, you know, it certainly puts her into contention, especially with the captaincy applied. And don't take anything away from Shayna Baszler or Baron Corbin either. I mean... Up to this point, you know, they haven't been great picks, but when Rumble season comes around, they can sometimes surprise you. Given that, you know, Shayna Baszler holds the record for most eliminations in a single Rumble joint with Bianca, and Baron Corbin, albeit I think he was a fifth-round pick in last year's Rumble season, he ended up resulting in a win. Like, just because he had, like, a few eliminations under his name to boost the points up. So... Yeah, definitely. Shane and Corbin, historically, are actually quite reliable Rumble performers. The only hiccup I've seen on your team go is the obviously the the fizzled-out return of the Viking Raiders. I mean, it mm. looks good on paper, but you know it just hasn't materialized into, into anything, unfortunately. Even with the return of Valhalla, Sarah Logan. AJ Styles out, AJ, AJ out with injury as well. Can't really do much about that. But all in all, you know, it, table standing at the minute doesn't look great. But come Rumble season, there's uh, there's still a very good chance that you could finish, you know, very high up the table. Maybe even win. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, stranger things have happened. Look, I think if Andy Mitchell is smart and he puts the captain saying Cody Rhodes, it's Andy's season at that point. Uh, as much as it pains me physically uh, to say that, I think Andy Mitchell would have it in the bag. But... We'll need to see. Andy Mitchell might not put the captaincy in Cody Rhodes. Sami Zayn might keep the captaincy but not do much like you say, Dave. So maybe there is a situation where it happens, but I, I don't know. We'll just need to see how it all plays out. I think as going to go all go down to the final night. I think Ross will make as big a lead as he can, but I do think it will fall short. I do think I do think Andy needs to make the captaincy switch if he wants to stand the chance of winning. Whether he does it, who knows? Stephen obviously switching to Sokoa, that's pretty bold. But you expect Reigns to get the win. You expect Solo to do all right in the Rumble. You expect Lynch to maybe get a few eliminations in the Rumble as well. well probably not win it, but probably be chucked out by Ray Ripley at some point. And then you've got myself who will have Fiery, Escobar, and potentially Balor in the Rumble match. Theory defending his title in Raw. There's a lot of things that can happen in this last week that can completely change in. It is still, even with the, the points and the totals, we see how it is, there's still gas between folk. Yeah. Generally down to where David Campbell is, anybody's got a chance here. Yeah, totally. Even Ryan DeGleish, look, you look at 
the the rumble sort of night, he's maybe got all of his team in contention to be in action that night. Ronda could show up in the rumble. Bailey uh, could you know have a good showing in the rumble. Toxic attraction wouldn't be surprised um, because the women's rumble is there for talent. Um, they could maybe make an appearance. Dominic Mysterio again, Charlotte Flair, probably a defence against Sonya Deville, I'd be thinking. And then Karrion Cross as well, someone who's fizzled out. I don't think that's a, a bad draft pick, but he could get a couple of re-eliminations before being tossed over by, by Rey Mysterio. Like, like you say, Rumble Night is the great equaliser. And there's a lot of people at the top of the table, I think, uh, sitting on their laurels thinking, I've done enough here, I can sit back, cross my clouds. Not pointing the elbows, but you know, they like think, oh, this is my season to, to lose now. But not at all, like you say, Jack, it's very much open and it'll be interesting. I'll be sitting there uh, and then Casadale Wilson, you know, making sure, not a dig, Dave, that the points are done correctly. And I will absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I will absolutely um, be, be shaking in anticipation, hoping that my picks do well. Stephen will be sitting there with his notepad. You'll be sitting there with your notepad. I saw Shayna Baszler's elbow walk by <laughs> that shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, will, I will end it, right? We do have the tag team season next season. Obviously, David, if you're winning this season, you get your, your, your return. Now, I don't know, mm. maybe, maybe some powers that be, Stephen may allow you to come back. Uh, who knows? No, who knows he's told happens. me. He's told me I can. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, <laughs> welcome to, welcome to well, tag season. Jack, you don't let not you don't say to Tiger Woods you can't play the Masters. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, you fuck. <laughs> right. So you're I mean, the next season. Yeah, you'll be you... eager for a goat tones reunion. <laughs> a goat tones reunion could be in the cards with it with it with the, the way of the powers to be. Who knows? But if you couldn't get Ryan Gallagher, if that didn't right. happen. Yeah, and it was down to the wheel when you're putting a new tag team. Yeah, who would you want to be your tag team partner? Literally, I would um, I'd be happy with most people. Um, I think that it would be interesting to team with the the listeners league person coming up, um, whoever whoever that may be, just because of my history with the listeners league. It could help mould the next generation of talent. Um, and if I don't become the first person to come up and win the listeners like this season, to be part of that history next season, an off shot of the apple would be quite fun. Um, I also think that I would like someone who stays out of my way. So Ross never shows up in uh, draft night. So it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe a Ross Cole reunion with Ross is on the cards. And listen, I'm putting it out there right now. If the great Stacey Smith chooses to return uh, for the tag season, that would be my number one pick. I, I think a, a Goat and Stacey connection uh, to, to win the draft, that's a fairy tale story uh, that I think the fans want to see. So, uh, uh, you know what? Stacey Smith is the person I'm going to put as the number one wish. <laughs> Total as, Goat. As soon, as soon as I asked that question, I should have, I realised should have worried to who do you can have the greatest influence over in the tag team season <laughs> your picks. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like the, the collaboration. Like, you look at some of these picks, man. Like, like Scott, God bless him, right? But you get down to me, I am, and I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, it wouldn't, wouldn't be me. Grant, I'd be speaking, be fighting, like, fucking, I don't want to draft some dark elevation jobber 
You know, it's my sex, it's my sex round pick. You know, I mean, I don't want to have these conversations with folk. You know, so listen, that that you are right, Jack, and maybe it is the control freak in me, uh, but yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Dave, what about yourself? Because I'm not going to be on next week, so I'm not going to have the, the chance to ask or to find out. Mm. Who do you want as your tag partner for next season? I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind a men on a mission 2.0 reunion with Gary Carahan, seeing as we won the last tag season. Uh, if Robert Shaw ends up winning the Listeners League by some miracle, you know <laughs> <laughs> the uh, tag team of Robert fucking Shaw. I mean, that's a that's a win right there. Um, oh, I don't know actually. Uh, Ideally, I want to be drafted with a, a previous winner. So, I mean, that way, at least, you know, statistically, we've got a chance of, of winning again. But, you know me, I'm, I've done well with a Listener's League winner before, so I wouldn't mind teaming with the Listener's League winner again. There you go. Very, mm. very, very interesting stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll, who would I want to be with? Obviously, I'd want to, I want to be with, with, with Ryan, you know, the, the, the Air Boys, Air Boys on top, all that. Mm-hmm. All that, all that jazz, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd make a good story. A former Listeners League winner mm. himself and a main league winner, it'd be quite a, quite a thing. He just needs to win the tag season and he's done the, the trifecta. And I need, to the, I need to win the tag season as well. Obviously, I've won it three times myself. I need, to, I need to win it with someone else. It's, uh, something something needs to change myself. But yeah, I think that's, that's, that's what I'd want. I'd want, mm. I'd want Ryan. But you've, you've not done too well at the tag seasons, Jack. Maybe no, you maybe you don't play well with others. Maybe you know yeah. you put it on me. Maybe maybe it's you. Maybe it's you can't work with me. Well, here all I know is that something's got to be wrong. If I'm winning it myself, I can't win it with other people. So it's got to be other people. But right, that's all we've got time for in this episode of SDL. I hope you've all enjoyed it. Uh, Campbell, thank you very much for coming on. Hope you've enjoyed it as well. And good luck for the final week. Hope it oh. hope it comes in your favour. I do need it. I might go back to bed. I'm quite tired this morning. You know, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> thank you for being on as well. Muchas gracias, amigos. Nos vemos la próxima semana para el Royal Rumble. Yep, right. See you later. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on the Suplex Retreat East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check out on the Eat Seek Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now.